0: Hello, this is Chris. And this is Andrew, and welcome back to Video Games Cover to Cover here as we talk about the first episode in another new game. It's a new chapter here in Video Games Cover to Cover. Episode 56 total, I believe. Episode 1 of Dragon Quest XI.
1: Echoes of an Elusive Age. Yeah. S. S. The S is for Switch. Yeah, because we specifically have a, Both of us are playing the Switch version.
0: Since there actually is a difference in content between versions, unlike some of the other times we've played. We had to make sure we got the full experience.
1: Yeah, so if you if you happen to not be playing the Switch version, you know, if you don't have a Switch or something like that. If we're talking about something that you are really confused about, I've either just made up some random crap or <laughs> it's in the Switch
0: version. And really, I mean, given his track record, it's entirely possible to be either. I mean, honestly, it might be both. <laughs> you made it up and it's in the Switch version.
1: Well, yeah. Because there are parts of it that I may have made up. You know. You never really know what's, what's, what's going to go on maybe, in my head.
0: Maybe you're making it up, but it actually happens later. You just didn't realize it.
1: Well, no, that's, you know, pretty much any time I say anything, it's going to happen at some point. It just you're right. depends on whether or not it's in this game or not. Like the Final Fantasy Ten Three that we never got. You're right.
0: My bad. How could I possibly think otherwise?
1: But in reality, this isn't exactly a new age,
0: because yet another Square Enix game. Three of the four major games that we've played so far have been Square Enix. I just realized that when you said that.
1: I realized it the second we chose Dragon Quest. That was one of the pros and cons
0: I had against playing it. It was a pretty overwhelming thing, though, because we actually put put it up for a vote uh, with our Discord, and on Twitter, and it was literally unanimous.
1: Well, it was pretty overwhelming for me as well. I didn't... I mean, as much as I like Persona, I've played it, and Dragon Quest was on the Switch. Uh, this At this point, the Switch is pretty much my primary console, so I heavily prefer games that are actually on the Switch versus anything else. It's either that or PC.
0: Yeah, so... Speaking of Dragon Quest and Switch though. So as I understand it this is your very first exposure to Dragon Age or <laughs> to Dragon Quest at all.
1: Yes, that is correct. I've never played any other Dragon Quest game. Although I am a big fan
0: of DBZ so so the art style naturally immediately appeals. Yeah. Immediately I was like, "Oh, I've I've seen this before." Yep. But you can kind of tell also that I think he has a lot more fun with this, probably because he doesn't have to draw each character a million times like he did in DBZ.
1: Potentially, yeah, except he has to draw about a million characters, which is the difference.
0: Yeah, but I think, I would imagine if you're somebody who used to draw, like, like if you think about how many times he had to draw Goku, he's probably like, I never have to draw him again, this is amazing. Unless he draws Goku in Dragon Age. So far, I have yet to see... An obvious Goku, although I have seen in some of the games a lot of the other characters, like, designs that are very clearly reminiscent of a lot of the other characters. Gohan feels like the main character on, like, almost every game. Well, and it kind of feels like... The guy this time kind of reminds me of Trunks, though.
1: Well, that's the thing. Gohan was originally supposed to be the main character. Eventually... He was supposed to replace Goku after Cell, wasn't he? Yes, he was. He was supposed to, but because his character was so carefree and, and jolly, it just didn't really make sense for him to suddenly become an ultimate fighter. But he was originally sup- supposed to replace Goku, if I remember correctly.
0: But anyway, I'm, I'm nowhere near the DBZ expert that you are. I've mostly, I actually never really watched basically any of the show, but I've played a lot of the games and stuff and I've picked up a lot from you over the years. I wouldn't consider myself an expert. Of the two of us, you're
1: definitely the expert. Okay, so I, I, I'm the SME? Yes, uh, you're the SME of Dragon Ball. There we go. I'm okay with that. If I... if I, Dragon Ball SME. If if, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. No. How dare you? So there is one major complaint that I have right off the bat. It's not necessarily for this game specifically. It's just for all modern games in general save points like cut it out I I hate 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 having to go to an actual save point to save my progress I absolutely do not like it I understood I mean right off the bat playing this game I knew I was gonna be in for that but I, I hate it so much just let me save whenever I want that's all I ask I want to be able to save wherever I want and a lot of a lot of games are, are going to say, well, you know, then you can save lock yourself or something like that. Well, it's not my fault that people don't have a thousand saves like I do. You know, if, if somebody wants to, to take constant saves and then save lock themselves into dying, that's their problem, not mine. I take a thousand saves for a reason because I'm a careful person. If you just want to fly by the seat of your pants and do whatever you want, that's your business. You can do that at your own save file. But I, oh, I just, I I don't like, I really don't like save points because the Switch specifically is meant to be on the go. I want to be able to stop it at any point. And yes, I know you're immediately going to say, yes, but sleep mode is a thing, Chris. Okay, Andrew, but... And I can just have this entire conversation by myself, because I already know what you're thinking. (laughs) I'm just sitting here like, you're not even letting me get a word in. (laughs) I'm like, okay, Andrew, so the Switch is a game that you take on the go. It's a group-oriented game. Let's say I go somewhere, and on the way there, I'm playing Dragon Quest while I'm driving, and then (laughs) I get to somebody's house. And they want to play Mario Kart. Well, I've got my Switch. Oh, sorry, guys. I guess I got to spend 10 minutes trying to find a save. And yes, I understand that the saves, realistically, are strewn about enough that it's not really a problem. And I will say, right off the bat, I haven't had too many problems with it. I will say, there have been times where I've just wanted to stop playing Dragon Quest and immediately start playing something else. And when I have to spend 10 minutes looking around for a save file, or worse... You know, like in Final Fantasy, where I had to go through 18,000 bits of dialogue, not Final Fantasy Remake, I'm talking about Final Fantasy X-2, when I have to go through a ton of dialogue, especially with that old man, and you can't do anything, and and that has really frustrated me because one of our friends is currently playing Final Fantasy X-2, and he's talking about some of the frustrations of the 100%, and I was like, you should have listened to our podcast, man, you would have known all of this stuff before going into it. Because we talked about it at length and how annoying it was. But there are so many times where I'm like, okay, I just want to stop. I would like, I just want to stop playing and I want to go play something else. I want to play Diablo. I want to play Mario Kart. I want to play whatever. And when you make it so I have to save at a specific point or a specific spot, it's just annoying. But I'm going to get off my soapbox on that because as a whole, I have really enjoyed the game.
0: Save point issue aside, you said you mostly enjoyed it. So, like again, since this is your first exposure to Dragon Quest, what are your thoughts at a very high level here at the beginning? Because you know I've played all every Dragon Quest that's ever existed, basically that came out in America. So,
1: well, my first first thought is that I don't have any clue what's going on. Uh, I don't know if they're linear or they're different stories. But obviously, you know, right off the bat, I'm not familiar with the world. I'm not really familiar with any of the people. So I don't know if this is, you know, a continuation of another story not. or not. Okay. No. Well, then it, that makes
0: sense that I don't know what's going on. It's So, so Dragon Quest, uh, the first three Dragon Quest games were a trilogy, and then four through six were also kind of a trilogy, but they were sort of loose trilogies in the sense that, They intentionally made references back to each other, but, you know, each one was kind of a standalone experience. And then ever since then, they've kind of each been a standalone thing. They haven't really done that since other than, you know, a couple callback type things that like kind of like Final Fantasy. There's certain things that are just kind of like references that get tossed in here and there, but I haven't even really noticed any of those yet. So,
1: But I mean, from a basic standpoint, it reminds me of an old school RPG. Yes. With the exception of maybe the fighting, because it kind of allows you to go wherever you want, whenever you want.
0: Yeah, the combat's interesting.
1: But but there is, okay, so I guess complaint number two. When you're going around and you're attacking monsters in the overworld, it, this is not a persona situation where you attack something and you, like, stun it for a moment. And you all get a free attack. Because I've attacked something, and then it's immediately like, it got the jump on you. How? I attacked it in the overworld. Did that just not happen? And then it pounced? So, so like, I've got my sword in its arm. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to bite the jugular. <laughs> and, and, and so I'm just sitting there thinking... What does this system do? And it says, like, one, three, two, like, I haven't done a ton of damage so far, but I'm just, it just is so frustrating because I'm like, what does this actually do? Because from my perspective, it doesn't seem to do anything other than, hey,
0: you attacked him in the overworld. Good for you. That number, it does bonus damage.
1: I I can't think of a single situation where I've been in a fight and that one HP has actually meant anything. I have not, for the life of me, been able to figure out if that has
0: actually mattered or not. I can say it definitely has just by virtue of I've seen times where I've counted the number of hits it takes to kill enemies with and without getting the jump on them and it's definitely taken me less. But I don't disagree with what you're saying as far as it is weird when you do the thing that feels like it should be like a sneak attack and then they somehow get the drop on you. I don't disagree that that is strange
1: that's just frustrating because I you know I'm thinking of it from a persona perspective, and I'm like, if I just attack something, it's just immediately like, okay, adrenaline mode, I'm gonna reel back and like cut your face or or, or shoot a fireball at your brain, and I'm just sitting there like, what? Why? I attacked you. That doesn't make any sense. So there's, those are the two... I think those are the only two real frustrations I've actually had with the gameplay of the game. Other than that, I, I really liked it. The pep system seems... I don't quite understand it entirely, but it, it's it's cool enough that I haven't really had... I haven't had any issues with it, because there was a quest that I found at one point, that was, hey, go do, you know, go do a, a team pep thing. And that was pretty easy. I just ran around and blasted people until both people got pep. Th- there is one thing that that I noticed, and, and, and that's you can get strong enough in each area where the enemies all run away from you. So I spend a lot of time in each individual area, and and I'm probably leveled more than I should be. <laughs> I mean, if everything is running
0: away from you, that would seem likely, yes. When I got the first party member,
1: I was two levels higher than them. (laughs) And I was like, cool, 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 cool. And then in the very next fight, I leveled up. (laughs) I was like, okay, I guess I got to level you up now. So let's go back to these other areas so I can get a bunch more EXP.
0: Despite the fact that he's a lower level, he seems to be stronger than you. (laughs) Really? Yeah, or at least as far as like he had more HP. My, the guy had like more HP and stuff than than my guy did, which I thought was really funny. I think I even complained about it on Twitter because I'm like, I thought I was supposed to be the, the luminary or whatever, and this guy, this random thief is beating me. I have not had those
1: issues. Uh, this individual may have more HP than me, but I guess that would probably make sense based off of their class. He's a thief. <laughs> they aren't usually a high HP class. What? Well, what? Well, okay, uh, Andrew. I've been watching this jewel thief on YouTube, and he's like the biggest beefy dude I've ever seen in my life. So I'm a little honestly disappointed that you would judge thieves like that.
0: I'm just saying, like when you played, you know, D and D or basically anything else. The rogue type isn't usually like a tank. They're usually a little more on the DPS side. Well, we haven't
1: really—at uh, least I have not met a true tank yet. So no, I haven't either. But I guess let's let's let's. So so it is. I will say there are parts of it that th- those are the two biggest parts that I've been frustrated moving from Final Fantasy seven remake to to this. And I mean, yes, to a lesser degree, getting the jump on somebody is not really a mechanic in the remake, but it's definitely something that I was expecting based off of other overworld type games. That was just, I was just, I, I, I was confused at first because I thought that it did something other than just a couple points of HP damage. And once I figured out, oh, it essentially means nothing but HP, then I was like, okay, you know, whatever, I'll just
0: move past it. It is really interesting. One of the things that I think actually makes doing Dragon Quest next kind of an interesting choice is it's two, you know, like very divergent design philosophies, both coming out of Square, which I thought was interesting because, you know, Final Fantasy remake is clearly like trying to be the super modern game. Everything plays, you know, Like, oh, we've dumped all the old stuff, like turn-based combat's essentially gone. like I mean, everything is, it's very modern, and then you play Dragon Quest, and it's, like you said, it's still intentionally very throwback to the old ways. And so it's interesting seeing both of these coming out within a relatively short time span of each other from the same studio. And I actually think that's a really good thing that Square's got going on there, where, you know. Final Fantasy is for people who want that newer style now and Dragon Quest is for people who really like the old way like i I think that's a good strategic move on their part to kind of split them like that My guess would be that they're completely different dev teams Oh I almost certainly I mean because they weren't even the same company originally because Dragon Quest was Enix's franchise when they first came out like it was their big flagship RPG the way Final Fantasy was for Square. So, yeah, I mean, even after the studio merged, almost certainly they're separate design teams. Like, I mean, I would imagine a a company of square size probably has, you know, three or four design teams at once on different projects, at least.
1: And I will say, I mean, from a, a company as a whole perspective, that is definitely cool. The problem I have is I just don't know enough about Dragon Quest and haven't really played enough of Dragon Quest to really have a
0: a solid opinion on how I really feel about it as a, as a whole. It is interesting. Cause like you're jumping in on an interesting one because there has definitely been some modernizations that have happened. I mean, it still is very nostalgic, I guess. for Yeah. I of- have to say that I,
1: I, I assume that having a giant circle where you can kind of go wherever you want. Although again, My other complaint is that doesn't seem to do anything at all. No matter where I go on the map, even if I go as far away from the enemy as possible, or, and I've tested this because when I got the second player, I specifically ran behind them to see if, oh, well, would, would, would the enemies only attack them because it's the easier attack? And no, they don't. It just doesn't seem like it matters at all. And I just don't get it. That That's, it's cool, but it seems more like a gimmick than anything else
0: because it doesn't do anything. When you're in battles, you can actually free walk around now, which I, I'm guessing it's going to be a thing when you get to like AOE type spells. But that's the only thing I can really think of because like I have a spell that hits groups of enemies now from the skill tree. and. I I like that's well yeah, it was the first thing I got zap
1: yes and for for I had accidentally switched my character to do whatever you want or I think it was show show them no mercy which is what the second um Eric is sitting on mm-hmm. so I had for the, for the longest time I had accidentally put it on that and most of the time when I attack Unless it's, you know, something big, I generally just mash attack to get it over with as soon as possible, because I'm just trying to do a lot of grinding. And then I kept hitting attack, and I'm like, how am I suddenly doing magic? I don't get it. What did I do wrong? And then I'm like, I want to use the pep. I don't understand it. Why can't I use pep? It's Both of them are pepped. I have the side quest. Why isn't it happening? <laughs> Well, it's because I didn't have the main character on manual.
0: Whoops. <laughs> yeah, I leave everybody on manual all the time in Dragon Quest, which I mean, it's really? cool. With, oh yeah. I'm not doing that. I've
1: so far, I mean, I personally only have one extra character, but I have I have put them on show. I I just left them on show mercy. I mean, I
0: only have the that's, one other character too, but yeah, I just That's interesting.
1: I thought in Persona, you always let them do whatever you want, whatever I, you they know,
0: want. You know, I do, but the thing is, like, it's sort of the way, like, the is designed, because Dragon Quest, this is, like, the first time that auto battle has been a thing. That's one of the modernizations I was going to talk about. Like, that's, that's new. And, like, I just play it the way I'm used to playing Dragon Quest. So I don't really walk around at all, because that wasn't a thing. I don't, you know, which, I mean, I don't know if there's a point to that or not. I'll play around with that a little bit more when I get to, like, bigger enemy groups, but... The
1: only point that I can find is that when you get to the edge, that's how you flee. That's how you run away from a battle is by physically running away. Okay. I haven't figured out another way to flee. I mean, I'm sure that there is in the menu somewhere, but I I did notice that when you go to the edge, it'll immediately go to, do you want to flee?
0: Interesting. Because I walk around a ton. Yeah, it took me a little while to realize that was even happening, honestly, because I thought it was just like, oh, they just kind of move a little bit. Like, it's just more animated than previous fights. and that's cool or whatever. It looks like a... It reminded me a little bit at first of um, Skies of Arcadia, where, like, everybody would stand around fake fighting until it was somebody's turn. And that's kind of what I thought they were going for. I didn't... It didn't even occur to me that, like, I was doing that. Interesting. Uh, But, like, the PEP system is new. I mean, it technically replaced another system that was similar called Tension... But the way it currently shows up, and in particular, the idea of special attacks that only exist in PEP is new, which obviously, like, PEP is clearly, like, their equivalent of a limit break. Uh, Tension was even more of a Dragon Ball thing, because you literally would just, like, shout and get tense, and then your body would glow just like... I mean, like, your body glows with PEP, too, but, like, it was basically pretty much just like you're going Super Saiyan when you went into Tension, and I thought it was really funny.
1: I don't understand... I'm gonna have to look up a video of that because if if this isn't going Super Saiyan, then tension must be even more awesome.
0: It was it was very similar. I mean, well, no, no, I mean, it's like they basically full on Saiyan transform when they go into PEP. It was purple instead of blue, but like otherwise, I mean, the the thing that made it different was like it was a like a choice you were consciously making because you would give up your turn to go into tension. Oh, rather than it just being a thing that happens, which I. It seems to be reliable enough because, like, I almost always use a team pep action to get out of pep with everybody. So, like, it seems to be consistent enough that they both go back into pep around the same time. So, there's got to be some kind of internal counter or something. It's not clearly not just a, a random chance because otherwise well, they would Well,
1: you can get a skill that goes into pep 5% more often as well. Oh, nice. One of the skills on the skills tree... I think it's the first pep one you can get, which I think costs eight. That might be the one I'm saving up for then, yeah, because I, I think I did see that
0: now that you mention it.
1: It is get pep 5% more often. And that's another thing is I'm probably like nine, level nine at this point. I I haven't spent a single skill point for either character. I thought you said you bought Zap. You're right. So I spent three skill points, and, and then I just totally forgot about it. I don't know if it's something you can do outside of leveling up. It is. But every time I level up, I just, it's like, do you want to spend it now? No, I don't care. And I just kind of forgot about it. Zap is the only thing that I've bought. And I only bought that because when it first came up, it essentially, I thought it forced me to take something. Because it was like, do you want to spend this now? And the I was like, oh, okay, I guess. And then I couldn't figure out how to get out of the menu. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I guess I just, I have to choose something, well, area of effect, yeah, that's what I want, zap. But yeah, I totally forgot, and, and I should spend my skill points, but but I
0: I probably won't. <laughs> I mean... I just forget that it's there. The, the The skill tree being what it is, is a little different. I mean, you know, some of these are things that are just basically... Uh, similar refinements to a previous previous systems. Cause like in eight and nine, because we never got 10 cause 10 was an MMO and also never left Japan. So it's the only one I haven't played, but like in eight and nine, you would get skill points every time you leveled up, just like in 11. But instead of it being almost like a little sphere grid thing where you, you know, clear something and then it unlocks the things adjacent to it and so on. You had a system of, well, you just need to put points in these different categories. And then when you hit certain thresholds, it would unlock something. And it was just like, you could have up to a hundred in any, in any given skill and each character had like four skills. And so I definitely like the change to like the actual, like more skill tree that gives you a specific Thing like I definitely think that's an improvement over the old way of doing it for sure.
1: The one thing that I was initially annoyed about was why did the why were the first two for physical and magic three, and then immediately there was one that was eight for pep, and I was like, I just leveled up for the first time, got three skill points, something is available to to purchase that realistically I wouldn't be able to get until like level four at this point. So that's one of the biggest reasons why I don't ever spend skill points because I'm like, well, what if there's something that I really want and I'm not going to be able to afford it? Now, I don't know if you can reset or not. At least, you know, I haven't really looked into it that much. But that's one of the things I I, I don't know. Skill points for me, I've said this before and I'll say it every time they come up. I never spend them because what if there's something I want later? And I know that that might be a a
0: counterproductive, but... It it is funny because it's one of those things. It's like you sit on your items all game because what if you really need it? And then you get to the end and you never actually used it. (laughs) And that is one thing that I
1: did really like about Final Fantasy VII Remake is I had to heavily lean on my items way more than I have in any other game. In this one, because you get full health every single time you level up, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm essentially dead. Let me see if I can just kill these last two enemies so to see if I'll level up. Oh, sweet. I did. Well, I guess I can just keep rolling through this area and killing everything.
0: Well, also in Dragon Quest, the consequence of actually dying is extremely minimal. Because you just lose, like, half the money you're carrying and wake up in town. Which, I mean, losing half the money you're carrying sucks, but if you use the banking system that's in the game, which only lets you do a multiple of a thousand, but still, like, if you're vigorous about that, then you're only ever going to lose, like, you know, a couple hundred gold at most. Well, I I do want to
1: mention that we had specifically
0: talked about this, that you couldn't even find the bank right off the bat. I didn't notice the bank at the first time, no. um, Which... I was just like, oh, okay, I'm just not far enough in to have a bank because I don't have any money anyway, so whatever. <laughs> but um, the banks have been a thing for, you know, again, a while. And I just thought
1: it was funny because I'm like, dude, what do you mean? There was a bank immediately the first place you went. Like, it's multiples of a thousand, so I couldn't even use it, but there was a bank
0: right off the bat. Yeah. And I went back and looked after the fact. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's right here. Duh. So again, tension. And, like, pep replaced tension, but the cool thing about pe- pep that, like I said, is I really like the combination of um, uh, the pep powers that you get that are, like, you know, actual, like, ultimate attacks, but more interestingly, as I've learned new skills on the individual characters, they've learned new peps to take advantage of that, which I thought was really cool. Like, I have one now where, because once the thief got steal and my character or the main character got flame slash because which are both i believe off the skill tree all of a sudden now they have a thing where they combine both of those into one attack and they both do damage and also steal an item as part of this as part of all all in one move and i'm like this is awesome and it almost always kills it and i get loot so okay i'm really enjoying i guess i'm gonna have to start using my skill tree yeah so like i've been really enjoying that that it seems like there's cool like combo stuff that you're going to get, especially with with the Pep system. So I and it was interesting to me because I did see when I was looking
1: because when I was furiously trying to figure out how do you use, actually use Pep when I had messed up and accidentally put myself in in auto mode, I had did see that there was a ton of different Pep attacks, and I'm like, well, how? I was thinking to myself. How on earth I'm ever going to unlock those? Is it? Is it something where just you know having multiple people and having certain people in your party? So having it based off of skill tree is is kind of is really interesting as well. Although that, that makes me want to spend skill points even less because what if there's a pep that I really want later that does something really cool? There, there's just ah, uh, I I mm. skill. Skill systems like that always give me anxiety because I never know if I'm doing it right. See,
0: the thing I always do is, well, at least with Dragon Quest specifically, because the the skill way the skill trees are broken up is the same way they did it in the, the previous games in that sense. But, like, I basically look at everybody, decide what weapon I'm going to want them to have out of their options because you can quickly, like, when you look on the skill tree, it tells you, like, the weapon categories that they can use because there are skills that require certain weapons. So I pick the weapon they want, and then I go with that tree and whatever their unique stuff is. Because, like, obviously the thief has thievery skills. The main character has that luminary tree and things like that. So I'm like, okay, main character is getting sword, like single-handed sword and shield and luminary. And I'm just sp- splitting my skill points between those. And the thief is doing knife and thievery. And, like, that's just how I've always done it. And... Then I'm like, you know what, if if I'm missing things, it's because it's, a, it's in a different weapon category, and I'm just sticking with the weapon category that I know I enjoy anyway, so rather than stressing myself out about that, you know, by the end of the game, I'll definitely have everything in these two categories, and that'll be good enough.
1: Yeah, see, I don't like good enough. I like optimal gameplay. And what you do is as far from optimal gameplay as you could possibly get.
0: But at least I'm enjoying myself and actually making use of my resources instead of being anxious about what am I doing.
1: Oh, yeah, maybe, Andrew, but, you know, later on in the game when I'm pulling off fireball moves and one-hit killing everybody, you're going to be like, oh, that sounds awesome. Oh, I yeah, died on that I boss because I totally suck at everything. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Okay, I spent
0: my skill points completely wrong. Okay. Maybe so. Now, one thing that might be worth looking at, I'm pretty sure the thief can use boomerangs, and usually boomerangs hit everything, so that might be worth looking into if you're into that sort of thing.
1: It, it, it's not necessarily about killing
0: everything at once,
1: it's mostly just about.
0: And, and, and realistically, but that I'm is sure if you look it up online, be, they'll tell you exactly which weapon category to focus on for everybody. Like, I'm sure there's plenty of guides that will tell you that. Well, yeah, that's probably
1: exactly what I'm going to do. Because, I don't know, what if somebody... The The way I look at it is, let's go all the way back to Final Fantasy X. Not ten to Final Fantasy X. And let's go all the way bla- back to Blitzball. You know, the Besaid Oryx were pretty much garbage. But when you got them up to level 99, some of them were really, really, like, ultimate good at one or two specific things, and it was almost never the thing that they originally were good at.
0: Yeah, which is really funny, because like, one of the one of the people with, like, one of the highest catch stats is on a completely different position. But, like, yeah, I remember, because I remember us look, talking about that when you had the FF10 strategy guide, and you would just look at the Blitzball player stats all the time.
1: And so... Immediately going, well, thief, he's got to use knife this whole game. How do I know that the thief later on doesn't get some great sword skill that basically turns him into an insane, you know, damage dealing monster? There's no way for me to know know that. And and that's the kind of stuff that I need to know before I make a skill tree decision.
0: I mean, I feel like at the very least you can commit to the non-weapon related one, the unique tree, because everybody's got skills. One of their skill trees is skills that only that person is ever going to get that has nothing to do with weapons. And at least then they'll be useful all the time.
1: At the very least, I feel like we should spend the last 40 minutes actually talking about the story. (laughs) So the game starts off with you and now I'm going to mess up her name. I'm pretty sure the dub said, Gemma, G- "Gamma, Gamma." Uh,
0: like I was reading this like Gemma, Gemma, maybe. Yeah. So I mean, even before then, the actual like opening cutscene has a bunch of what I assume we're like a king's council talking about. Oh, you know, is, is this it? Oh, yes. yeah, I
1: forgot about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're like he has the mark. It's just like he he is he is the one yeah, we're sure and then unrelatedly but probably almost certainly not actually unrelatedly the castle gets attacked by a big definitely army of monsters definitely relatedly well i guess when i say that i don't know if it, if the attack by monsters was somehow intentionally caused by the king's or whatever or if the monsters were also just trying to have a fight because of you being the luminary in irrelevant of what the kings were doing, I guess is what I was getting the at. The monsters were clearly
1: trying to kill you, specifically. Well, yes. And so- it, it, it was implied that you were pretty much immediately born, and your mom and presumed sister then flee the castle, and these monsters are definitely chasing after you. Yeah. And so, you basically, the mom says, hey, I, presumably your mom I, I would have to assume it's your mom I, I I don't know what the relationship of this girl is again presume sister she is going to be the decoy and the sister is going to take the baby and figure stuff out so the sister is now carrying the baby with her and just kind of throws the baby into a crick for some reason And then she runs off, too. So everybody has now abandoned
0: you (laughs) as a baby. Well, I don't think mom abandoned you. I'm pretty sure the implication is mom got killed. We don't
1: know that mom is dead. I would like to think that she's out there still kicking.
0: Oh, like you like Leslie's uh, girlfriend out there somewhere. Leslie's Leslie's girlfriend from FF7 remake. Remember the whole Don Corneo thing?
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I mean, well, Leslie was such a nothing character.
0: Well, you made, you specifically talked for like five minutes about how you wanted to believe that she was still out there. <laughs> I figured you would remember. No, no, no. It.
1: Leslie wanted to believe that she was still out there. I would like to think that she's still alive. Similar to this to this lady, maybe it's the same person. That's Leslie it. is really down on her luck. First off, that's got She be almost it. gets killed by Corneo. Or not
0: Leslie. Then she flees and escapes to this fantasy kingdom and then immediately gets attacked by monsters.
1: Leslie's wife was also named Leslie. (laughs) So that's why they were like, we've never met two Leslies before. Let's do this. And then Don Cornetto wants to marry her. And then she flees to a kingdom, and then she gives birth to the Luminary, and then she's immediately attacked by monsters. Listen, her flight, fight or flight response is on par, and she knows exactly what to do. I'm going to pawn this baby off onto this random <laughs> little girl, and I'm going to get out of here. Because immediately, the Headless Horseman things scope out that, hey, this little girl's the one that actually has the baby. Stop chasing after Leslie from Final Fantasy VII and let's <laughs> attack her. And then, presumably, is trampled as the baby falls into a creek. And it's like, wow. So, probably not the best idea to, you know, just leave them. The Headless Horseman people had already left, they had already bolted. You were safe in a bush. I don't understand why you would just go out and be like, okay, you know, I guess I got to get as far away as as possible. But I mean, I guess I kind of get it because like I was saying, I've been watching this jewel thief on YouTube and he's he's explaining a whole lot of stuff about, you know, stealing things that you
0: with the caveat that do not do. But this is how I did it. This is how you would totally do it if you were going to do it, which you won't. Wink, it's like, wink, don't, wink.
1: I was the best of the best, and you're not me. So, and I got caught because the FBI is good. <laughs> it was funny. What it, One of the quotes from that was, he was like, the FBI is going to catch you no matter what. They have unlimited money and all the time in the world. They are going to get you. I'm like, okay, man, I get it. I'm not gonna rob a bank. You don't Thank, need to worry about thanks that. Thanks for looking out for me there, buddy. But <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, then then Grandpa Gohan picks up the baby. And the only thing that I'm thinking, Andrew, is is this whole section minus, you know, in 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 this case, baby Goku. You know, came from space. I mean, he was fleeing the destruction of his entire planet. So, I mean, there's sort of a correlation there. But this seems an
0: awful lot like the beginning of Dragon Ball. See, I wouldn't know because I don't know crap about Dragon Ball because the only thing that all the games and stuff are on is Dragon Ball Z. I'm pretty
1: sure they... uh, Almost all the games, at least the ones that are specifically around Goku or Kakarot, specifically mentioned that... His grandfather,
0: because Gohan was actually the grandpa that I, I am aware of. Grandpa Gohan as a thing, but like I don't know the whole. Like I I don't really know any of that backstory other than just I have heard the name Grandpa Gohan. He
1: found before. baby Goku, who didn't remember anything, and he took care of him, which is essentially exactly what happens here. Grandpa Gohan f- picks up the Luminary and is like, "Oh, cool! Hey, what's this letter?" I'm just going to not worry about that at all, and I'm going to take this baby. Meanwhile, the basket is clearly just flowing down the river. Did he pick up the letter? Who knows? He obviously did, because then Grandpa (laughs) Gohan dies, and
0: Grandma... Grandma? I think it's just Mom. I'm pretty sure it's Grandpa's daughter or just someone else in the village. Well,
1: he could get well. No, because that would have been your. He he did call that that guy dad. Why I said grandma mom, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe just because they were older, and I just assumed grandparents. Grandpa mom, because that guy did look pretty old, and he did die. So right. I have to assume, and it sounds like everybody loved him. Everybody loved this guy. He That's was like a village elder know, type
0: thing. Yeah,
1: that everyone loved this guy. Now he wasn't the elder because there was a mayor of this town, but he was the guy that everyone in town loved.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, like it doesn't have to. His title doesn't have to officially be elder, but he's. It felt like he was that sort of thing, just like the wise old guy that everybody just kind of you know thought really highly of and listened to. But it turns out you've now come of age. Yes. Fast forward to. We're actually starting to play the game now. And it turns out,
1: the first thing they have kids do when they turn age is to climb a mountain by themselves with a bunch of murder creatures everywhere. Now... To be fair, it seemed like no one was expecting the murder creatures. Everyone knows that slimes are there. Everyone, like... They clearly knew that this was dangerous; otherwise, they would have not have given me a sword. And Gemma, who's with
0: me, Gen just girl. <laughs> Everything is very British. Like everybody has like pretty thick British accents. That's why I'm assuming it's Gemma because I'm pretty sure that's how the British say that.
1: Well, and that was interesting to me—is immediate, super thick British accents. I'm like, whoa. I
0: wasn't expecting that but I enjoy it. Dragon Quest has always leaned really heavily on like the really thick British accents. Really? Yeah. Ever since they've had voice acting like The Thief in Eight had like a was like specifically like really cockney and stuff. Like it's not, not even just British accents, it's like even particular British dialects and stuff. Like they they, they really lean into the into the British fantasy for whatever That's reason. That's cool. Well, I wouldn't say a fan- British fantasy. Well, I mean, like, everybody it's here a wants setting. to be British. It's clearly a fantasy setting, but has a very, very, very heavy British influence. How about that?
1: And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, so I, I, I'm climbing this mountain with, with,
0: with I already forgot what you said. Gemma and the dog. It was, it was cool. The dog fought. That was nice.
1: And she goes, oh, cool. So I'm going to have a bodyguard with me. Which again insinuates, "Hey, we're sending our kids up this mountain."
0: Didn't she specifically say that like monsters weren't supposed to be there? Though maybe I mean the one giant bird creature wasn't supposed to be there,
1: but there are monsters everywhere else in this universe. So I would have to
0: assume that they're supposed to be up this mountain too. The implication that monsters weren't supposed to be there felt a little strange for that exact reason of why wouldn't there be monsters are everywhere? I do want to say, though, because I know I made a comment about this when we were just talking about it before we had recorded, but I actually kind of feel a little bad when I fight the monsters in Dragon Quest because they're, like, all adorable. And, like, oh, yeah, they're trying to kill me or whatever, but, like, they're really cute. And, like, I kind of feel bad hitting a slime in the face. Like, way more than I do monsters in most RPGs. A slime,
1: maybe. The leaf creature, maybe. But that platypus-looking thing is not adorable. Those mini piccolos with their bow and arrows? <laughs> not adorable.
0: Mini piccolo, I like that.
1: They look like Cybermen, but without the wrinkly faces. Not good. <laughs> so, you, So you're climbing up this mountain. It's going pretty well. You have to attack
0: creatures. It's obviously, this is the tutorial, basically, of here's how you fight. Here's how you, you know, do the sword attack that's not an ambush, but does damage.
1: But immediately, she's like, oh, cool. Well, I'm going to have a bodyguard. am like, great. It's an escort mission where you're basically going to do nothing. But
0: at least your dog attacks, or my dog, or whoever it is. I think it was her dog, yeah. But if she did, I don't know if it came up for you, but she definitely used items on me occasionally. I, that didn't really come up because I didn't really need. Um, yeah, I think I ran out of mana on the fight against the bird because I think I only had enough mana for like one spell, and then she used a healing item or a, a, the mana restore item on me.
1: What, what? What are you? What are you? What are you talking about?
0: Frizz? the fireball, or sorry, the big the, the whatever the boss thing was at the top. I thought it was a bird for some reason. Am I, am I wrong? Pretty sure you called it a bird two or three times. I I may have forgotten that we fought that thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, you know, a little mini-boss at the top of the mountain to finish off the tutorial, basically.
1: Well, you zap it with your super lightning powers, which, why has that never come up again? Oh, the, it's your hand is glowing, and you called lightning from the sky. I'm sure it will. Andrew... When we're being attacked by a gigantic dragon, you would think that would have just come up, but it doesn't. Why has this not been a thing again? I'm sure that it will, but I can think of at least one scenario, two scenarios, where it would have been
0: incredibly beneficial, and it just doesn't happen. (laughs) Well, it can't happen all the time. Then the, then it's like, well, what do you, what's even the point? You're never in any danger because you have magic hand power.
1: It, But it seems like that's what's going on anyway. If it just is like, oh, cool. Well, it's going to save your life whenever you're about to die.
0: Because in this situation, that's when it happens. Actually, I wonder if that would be the in-universe explanation for, like, in this game, why there's no game over. Like, if you go back to town when you die, which I would assume you do, because that's how Dragon Quest works. I haven't actually had that happen yet. But I wonder if that's what's going on is your, your hand power saves you or whatever. That would be an interesting touch.
1: That would be kind of cool. Except for the fact that I want to be able to call lightning from the sky but you have zap. whenever I want. You can. I haven't used zap. I don't know what you're talking about. I got the fire one.
0: I, may, I guess that's
1: my bad for not calling down lightning whenever I want. I'm just saying, if Andrew, if I'm ever in a situation where I am about to die and you have glowing hand powers, and I'll, one of I'll my hands starts glowing and lightning strikes from the sky, I am putting my entire life on hold until I figure out how to make that happen at will. <laughs> This is the only thing that's important now, is figuring out how to do that whenever
0: I want. Because superpowers.
1: That would be my immediate reaction. It wouldn't be, okay, well, you gotta, turns out you're this luminary guy, because then after you get down from the mountain, they're like, "Oh, oh, the lightning storm, and yeah, we got attacked by a giant bird, and his hand glue and attacked the bird, and then everything was happening. And then they're like, oh, well, you would have definitely died if he wasn't there. Yeah, it's almost as if you shouldn't have people do this on their own. Like, it, it's almost as if you shouldn't have kids roll up this mountain, because when you get to the <laughs> top of the mountain, the only point is to understand the vastness of the world and this town is the only one that is apparently allowed to view
0: at the top of this mountain i guess they got like a guard at the bottom who's like but it's just that you have to it's just that you have to go through the town because and it's like the only way in because like the way the map is laid out that mountain like there's no other exit yeah but you're telling me that travelers don't come up
1: to this mountain and don't do anything with this mountain. I mean, I don't because know. Because the first thing I do is, oh, cool, you guys have this awesome mountain path? No, you don't own property here. You're not allowed to go up this mountain. The mountain is the property of the town. Yeah, exactly. You're not allowed to go. You can't do it. And so I'm like, oh, man, yet another example for why you shouldn't send kids up to the top of this mountain alone. But after, <laughs> after they almost kill two children then you finally get the story about how you're the Luminary, and your mom is like, oh, well, I always thought he was full of crap. You know, I always just kind of hoped that he was just an idiot. I didn't know what he was talking about, and that you weren't this Luminary, and then you could just do whatever you want, and then
0: Gemma's like, I'm
1: never, I'm never
0: going to get that right. Uh, maybe it is Gemma. I was just taking a guess on Gemma. I don't really know.
1: I don't know either, and I hope that she doesn't ever do anything with me, because I really just don't want to have to talk to her for the rest of the game, because I don't want to mess that
0: up. <laughs> now, imagine S- your character constantly being like, Gemma, wait, no, crap, sorry, uh, Gemma, no, ah. It's like, what did you call yourself again?
1: Why do you have two M's and two E's and a G? None of this <laughs> makes any sense. How does English work? Shouldn't it just be Emma! And that's what I keep thinking. But so you get to, you get back and your mom's like, oh, yeah, you it turns out you're the luminary. Here's this teardrop pendant or whatever. And if you go show this to the king, you'll basically become legend. And everything <laughs> legend. that we've ever wanted and you've ever needed will come true. Also, turns out the luminary was this random guy who came from the skies
0: destroyed literally all evil it was it was pretty rad to be perfectly honest i mean like he just kind of rocked everything and then went back up into the sky forever and then
1: and then gemma's like yeah so that's what the luminary
0: is just call him just call him G Emma from now on call him G Emma And then she's Emma.
1: sitting there and she's like okay she's like crying because you're she, about to leave yeah, the Yeah she clearly does not take it well And I'm like you can come with me You have legs you followed me up this mountain and I protected you the whole time just come with me I don't understand She's like I I want to stay here forever and have have your children You can have my kids anywhere on the planet. It doesn't necessarily have to be here. I'm not sure if you're aware
0: how kids work. (laughs) I mean, but you can't really be going on an adventure while you have kids. Like, that's just going to kind of put a crimp in everything. But here's the thing. We have the technology.
1: We can make as many people as we want. Uh, girl. G <laughs> Emma. And I, I did. I thought it was really funny that uh, I, I think one of the first things that you do with her, or it's either after this or not, but you go up and you climb up some tree and get her bandana and then bring it down. And then she's like, Oh, I remember when we were kids, you climbed up this tree and got my bandana. And I'm like, Yeah, you think in that time you would have learned not to let it go? Yeah, here I am,
0: up this tree again, getting your bandana. Or, you know, how to climb a tree. Come on, G. Emma, get your head in the game. You should be able to do this. But she definitely
1: seemed to be the type that, you know, I don't want to leave.
0: I was just kind of hoping that you'd always be here. Yeah, she's clearly very attached to her little homeland that, you know, almost got her killed. Maybe she's just having a really rough day, and she's just in shock from almost dying repeatedly.
1: But it's the next day, and she even talks to you at night, so you can go get her bandana again. Have you figured out what's going on with those vines on all the trees? I've noticed that there are several big trees in in each one of the towns that I've been to so far, and in each one of those instances, there was like this weird... Vine thing, and when you go up to the vine, it's like there's a suspicious energy
0: emanating from this vine. Yes, that will be coming up for you pretty soon. I'm not sure exactly where you are, but I'm not that much further ahead of you, so I know it'll be coming up for you pretty soon okay
1: yeah i I don't know what's going on with that yet, and I'm like, uh, that's strange, but you're you're essentially told go to the go to the king, and he's he's gonna get you everything you've ever wanted. Your life is going to be great. You're going to have to defeat
0: this huge evil. But, you know, other than that, it's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, just just forget about that last part. Everything else is going to be amazing.
0: You're just, You're going to have a great time. It's going to be wonderful. You're going to, you know, put yourself in mortal danger repeatedly, but it'll be awesome. But don't worry, you're not going to have
1: baggage come with you. So, that's not going to be a problem. And you're going to have a horse. You're never going to have to remember her name again until you inevitably come back to Pallet Town and <laughs> y- your journey's about to come to an end and you got to get back to town.
0: And then they give you the fastest horse or something. I never use that horse. Me either, honestly. <laughs> it's cool. I mean, like there's a bunch of bells around it. You can basically use the bells and the horse will come running, but yeah, no, I got off of it and haven't gotten back on yet. I don't know if you've gotten far enough for this yet, though, but again, you'll be coming up on it real soon if you haven't, but you can occasionally get like mount other monsters and ride around on like spider monsters to climb on walls and stuff because that winds up being a, a thing in the dungeon. That's like seems to be like one of the main puzzle mechanics in the dungeons. Yeah, no, that sounds cool. I have not done that yet. Like I said, you, you've got to be coming up on it pretty soon because I I mean, maybe I'm further ahead of you than I thought I was, but I don't think I'm that far ahead. But yeah, so you head towards the castle. And I mean, if you're anything like me, which I know you are because you were talking about running around grinding, but like I immediately went around the entire map and just tried to collect every possible thing I could and go down every other path. And the guards are always there stopping you and stuff.
1: You're not strong enough
0: to go in here. But I was immediately like,
1: You don't know me. I got this glowing hand. Leave me alone. I can do whatever I want. You can't like, judge Whoa. me.
0: Whoa. You can do whatever you want to do then, kid. I mean, we got this crazy glowing hand nonsense. Like, I don't even know what to say about that, but good luck, I guess. I am the one. You
1: will bow to me. I am on my way to the king, like
0: the palace, is, is very much not this way. If you're, direction. Yeah, if you're trying to go to the king, you need to go come, like, turn around and go back. I want to go this way. One of the things that is relative that is new that I really liked was these random campsites and stuff that they, they that's new. It used to just be you know like in most RPGs you'd stay in an inn, but I actually really like the uh, these little campsites scattered around because it definitely keeps things from getting too bad when you're out wandering the wilderness, and you could stay out there basically forever because you can just go to the campsite.
1: Yeah, one of the first campsites you get to is there's this old guy talking there, and he's like, Okay, I know you. You've got the look of an adventurer. You don't know me, old man. I'm the luminary. Look at my glowing hand. And then I um, lightning blast. A, a bunny creature. And then he
0: just goes, I gotta Whoa. sleep! <laughs> he's like, do you want me to teach you how to do that? I'm like, I know how to sleep, old man. That's my that's my luminary. He just busts
1: in everywhere. He kicks down doors, and he's like, I gotta sleep! I'm the <laughs> luminary! Look at my hand! That <laughs> I
0: just pass out on the floor. <laughs> so, like, Like, he's had six too many drinks, even though you haven't drunk at all, but he's just, like, passing out like he's completely blasted. Here's what I don't get. So, is this just one of those things where, you
1: know, main character syndrome where they never, ever speak? I have not heard my character say one thing, but every single one of the people is like, Oh, cool, yeah, so you're the Luminary. Thanks for clearing that up. Bro, I didn't say anything.
0: Yeah, I think it's, you know, the make yourself the avatar sort of thing where they, they avoid that because I know a lot of long RPGs in particular still like doing that it, I guess they just didn't want to spend on giving you a bunch of voice choices or just rolling with it yeah no he does seem to have that same sort of mute protagonist syndrome for sure Well, so because
1: of that I have decided that I am just like the most boisterous main character
0: I'm, I'm choosing I'm- to believe that I'm a mime
1: that's I'm my- busting down walls, and I'm like, yo, I'm the luminary! Look at my glowing head. And then lightning strikes behind me because that's the coolest way to to enter any building is to immediately set it on fire.
0: <laughs> like I said, I'm choosing to just believe that I literally mime everything, which reminds me of uh, the original Super Mario RPG. Did you ever play that? No. Oh, it's so good. Um, it was on the Super Nintendo Oh, yes. But I don't know if you remember, like, Mario, they did the mute protagonist thing with Mario, and then he would just constantly act everything out, and it was hilarious. Yeah. And I just am imagining the Luminary doing the same thing. that he just, like, just does these really elaborate, like, mimes and, you know, plays every part, and runs back and forth constantly and stuff, and they're just cutting all that out. That's how I choose to believe that this is happening.
1: Well, Well, for me, I am just, like, superstar... And, and, and I, I'm just busting in everywhere, and then that's why people don't like the luminary, because
0: turns out you get to the castle. Yeah, after wandering around the town, eventually, you know, three hours later, if you're us and you've just been wandering around this whole time, you get into the castle, and the, the king, oh, my immediate reaction when I went in was like, man, this feels really ominous, but kings are never evil in Dragon Quest, so I'm really confused. <laughs> Is that sarcasm or is that like a real thing? No, that was legitimately the reaction I had. I was like, this feels really off, but I, the, the first king, is it going to be bad? Like, that's just not how Dragon Quest works. And then, surprise. It didn't
1: feel bad for me until I started talking to the king. Because when I went in
0: there, like, did you go in all the rooms and everything before you talked to him? As much as I could. I mean, guards were blocking a lot of the places, but everywhere I could get into, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I'm constantly picking up, like, every... I, I'm i that guy who's picking up every single pot and barrel and throwing it to see if there's a, a mini metal inside.
1: Well, and then there was in one instance where... I don't know if it was a pot or something, but you... I tried to... No, it was a... There was a treasure It was a treasure chest.
0: Oh.
1: Or yeah, no, it was a treasure chest. And that guy's like, that's for the king. What are you doing? Don't steal my stuff. Okay, I've walked into everybody's house that I've come across and stolen everything.
0: The one person, nobody even cares. In the entire kingdom, who understands the concept of personal property?
1: I'm like, right before I left, I opened every single cabinet in my mom's house and took everything. And then immediately sold it to some random dude. Like, hey, I got six pairs of clean, plain clothes. You gonna give me thirty-five bucks for that?
0: Awesome. I am gonna say I would highly recommend not selling stuff. What do you mean? I mean that stuff at the very beginning is gonna be fine. But I take it you don't have the pockets, the fun size forge yet.
1: No, I don't know what that is.
0: Oh man, the the thief guy gives it to you pretty quick. So again, you're going to be like right on top of that, but it it's like their version of item crafting where you just throw this random junk.
1: freaking guy, laying down all of these spoilers
0: constantly. I'm about to get a pocket forge. Yeah, it's and it's pretty cool cuz like every time you set up camp, you can you can like do craft item crafting and stuff. So I'm going into every single building and I'm stealing everything. I'm like this is awesome. I'm the luminary. Just shut up. Leave me alone. To be fair, I already kind of expected there was going to be something like that, because that's a staple of every Dragon Quest of some kind of item creation crafting thing. So I was already sitting on it. But then when I got the forge, I was like, oh, cool. This is the thing. It's slightly different from previous ones. And I actually really like it. But I just I'm always a pack rat in Dragon Quest for that reason. Even like I buy new armor or whatever. I'm going to sit on the suit of armor because I can probably use it for something.
1: So, so then you talk to this king, and he's and his his two knights. Immediate starts being so ominous. He's like, "Where'd you come from? Yeah. I, I came from Murder Mountain <laughs> Town. Murder Mountain. They that's the name of the town. Real problem. There is no young people in that town, and that's because all of them have been eaten by slimes." <laughs>
0: They're like, okay, you, Lancelot, go you know what to do. Yeah, exactly. And as soon as he's like, you know what to do, I'm like, that whole town's going to die, isn't it? I'm like, whoa, dude, this is not how I expected this to go. Yeah, like, there is no possibility that this is going to go well. Like, this, this entire conversation is just setting off every alarm bell. And then that guy's, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm the
1: luminary. And you start to step closer or whatever. And he's like, what do you think? What did you come here for? What are your plans? Are you trying to kill the king? What? Dude, what? What? I was just told that if I come here, you'll give me everything I need to figure out the situation. You're going to die. We hate you! Throw him in the dungeon! You're the harbinger of death! You're the reason that everything bad has ever happened and ever will happen.
0: <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, but my reaction there was basically wait, um, so are you saying that? Let, let me see if I follow this logic. So the luminary exists to fight the big, bad, evil thing. So the fact that the luminary is here means the big, bad, evil thing is coming. So if we kill the luminary, he won't show up. I mean, is that, is that the process here? I'm like, you idiot. Don't you understand that that thing is already here? I was saying, because yeah. <laughs> it seems to me that the situation is going to be that the big, bad, evil thing still going to show up, but then you won't have anyone to fight it.
1: Because I feel like this is cause and effect. The cause is evil is starting to to take root everywhere. I'm guessing it has something to do with those trees. And the effect is
0: the luminary is born again. So he can kill it. You have your cause and effect backwards, buddy. Like, it is too late.
1: I am already a necessity. Like, York, I'm going to kill you. Bro, I am sixteen at the maximum eighteen. <laughs> you are a king and you look like Dr. Giro. I immediately as soon as I saw that guy and he looked like Dr. 0 I'm like, he's evil. <laughs> he's evil. <laughs> Underneath that
0: cap of his is he's an android, that's his brain. This guy's evil. See, like, I didn't know he looks like Dr. Giro, because again, I just don't know enough about I like I again I'm aware of the name Dr. Jero, but that didn't process to me. But that's really funny. You're gonna know you're gonna know who every like the loyalties of literally every character as soon as they show up because you're gonna associate it to DBZ. Yeah, I'm gonna immediately know. And Eric
1: shows up and he's like, Hey He's Vegeta. <laughs> What are you talking about Vegeta? What? No he, he is I not. Know. I'm just throwing a name out there. He's not even close to Vegeta. Andrew. Why don't you just sit the next couple plays out, man?
0: <laughs> I just threw a name out there. I, I I meant like in terms of of his look but even then I was just he, Vegeta was the first And you name know the Vegeta started out as a bad guy. I'm
1: aware, yes. So are you saying that I'm going to be double crossed? We got a Yuffie situation
0: here? I hope not. I but that like is Eric. What? I said, I hope not, because I kind of like Eric. <laughs> I kind of like Eric, too. The, the,
1: the other... One of the other frustrations that I've come across is immediately after Abon being thrown in the dungeon, that's when you meet Eric for the first time. In, yeah, in the dungeon, he's in another cell. And he unlocks your two cages and just doesn't bother to give you the key, even though he clearly has them all. Bro... Do you not see the treasure chests in the other three cells? Get over here and unlock that. And then you go talk to him and he's like, hey, are you ready to leave? No, man. Do you see the treasure over there?
0: Get the there's items. I need them. I can only assume we'll be coming back through here because they wouldn't have treasure chests that you just can't get. The game isn't going to be that mean, right? You, you start to go up the stairs, and he's like, hey,
1: stupid, do you immediately want to get caught? I'm like, I immediately want in this treasure chest. <laughs> and he's like, don't worry, I just knocked him out with my
0: shiv. Okay, Eric, let's go. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. So then you jump into this tunnel he's dug that apparently nobody saw him digging this whole time.
1: Well, the first thing he says to you is, oh, you're the luminary? So she was correct. Like, who's she? Yeah, that's that seems she important. She told me that I'm going to help you and that we're, it's good. Okay, is, thanks, buddy. Is this a, a real person or is this somebody you're talking
0: to right now? I mean, is this like the goddess that everybody refers to? Because I know there's some generic. One of the things that's always made me laugh so hard about Dragon Quest design is like, again, using that same clearly European styled fantasy world like the churches or everything are all very clearly modeled after like real world churches and stuff. The priests wear like Catholic style clothes, but then they worship a goddess. Like they pull back at the very last second.
1: Or maybe they're just making it better.
0: No, I just thought that was real. I'm not, I'm not making a, a dispute about the quality at all. I just find it really funny that they go like really hardcore on this and then change just this one thing at the very end. But that's what I'm saying is they're making an improvement. Okay. So you go through the tunnel and wind up in this underground cave. Oh no, first you go through the sewers, right? Yeah. Yeah, the castle sewers. And then you get chased yeah. by some guards and then fall into the sewers and wind up in the underground cave. Well no, you're so you're already kind of in the sewers, you're underneath the castle. Right, right. Well, I, I meant, like, you, I guess when I say you fall in the sewers, like, you fall in the nasty sewer water. Yeah. Because, yeah, you're already running around the sewers trying to escape, and there's this whole thing of, like, stealth, mandatory stealth section trying to get past the guards.
1: What specifically happens is the guards corner you on a bridge,
0: and then that bridge falls apart. Yeah, it snaps, and you, everybody falls, and you wind up in this cave. But
1: you're the only people that seem to survive this encounter, because even though a bunch of guards fell with you, they are nowhere to be found. You're the
0: only ones that are waking up in this case. It's because, see, they got pulled down in a different direction because they had all that heavy armor on and you guys floated because, you know, you're lighter. That's what it was. Clearly. It's like in Zelda in the water temple you had to wear like the different boots to get into different sections. It was like that but their armor weighed them down. So you wake up in this cave and you go down and hey it's that dragon Chris was just talking about. Yeah, you you get a little bit farther ahead and boom, dragon. That was kind of a cool section actually though. Like I partially like you're. it cuts to where you're like running towards the camera when the dragon comes through and it starts chasing you. But then, like, all these other monsters are also running away and, like, diving into corners and stuff, and I just thought it was, like, a really neat, like, quasi-cinematic thing, even though you're still controlling it. But, like, s- seeing all the other monsters running scared and, like, trying to dive under rocks and stuff, I thought was a really a really cool touch.
1: Except for the fact that, you know, you can hit A on those monsters and then get into an encounter with them and the dragon, which happened to me. Oh, and I started to attack said dragon. I definitely did not do that. this is not going to go well. And then fled. And then had to do the entire section over again. Oh. And just hoped that I didn't run into a monster
0: this time. Because I ran into a metal slime. <sighs> yeah, there were some metal slimes. and Metal slimes are such a big deal. W- why? Metal slimes are the super exp monsters like if you kill them you get a ton of experience points oh uh, yeah well in this case there was a metal slime
1: and then there was a dragon and it didn't there there, there was no stopping to kill this slime oh yeah no for sure <laughs> because the dragon gave me an opportunity to escape it was like, the dragon just sits there thinking, I'm like, well, he's been chasing me up this entire thing, and now suddenly he's sitting there thinking. He, what, okay. what he's thinking about is how well done does he want you to be when he eats you? And so I'm like, cool, flee. Because I had I was attacking the metal slime at first, because I was like, I'll at least kill this thing. And then the, it was like, dragon
0: is thinking, and I'm like, never mind, I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, no, metal slimes are awesome, though, if you do get them. um, They're super hard to hit, though, and, like, every hit basically only does one damage, but they only have, like, three HP. Well, that would have made sense then, because I was having
1: a, a difficult time with this metal slime. Have you encountered
0: one outside of this? I don't think I've seen one yet, no, but, I mean, they're they're pretty rare monsters. But I do remember seeing them fleeing, now that you mentioned that, like, metal slimes running away and being like, oh, now the game's just taunting me.
1: Well, yeah, me not having any clue from that perspective. Yes,
0: but no, metal slimes are, there's um, metal slimes for EXP and then there's gold golems that are literally golems that are just made out of gold, which are the same thing for money. Like if you fight them, then you get a ton of it. That's cool. And those are just like the the monsters you always want to look out for whenever they pop up. And usually both of them are of the type that, you know, only stick around for a turn or two and then they'll run away so you like have to completely focus on them in the beginning. I guess I'll have to
1: I'll have to watch out for that then because I it was not something that I had really...
0: Yeah, no yeah, going forward, like uh, uh, you know, they're probably not going to be you know, the slime is probably not what you're going to see on the map, it'll just be like a very small chance of showing up when you get into the fight, I would uh. guess but because this is the first Dragon Quest that's had monster encounters on the map like that. Before this, it was always just random encounters where, you know, like Pokemon, you take a step and oh, you're in a fight now. But there were definitely guides online for like Dragon Quest VIII that I played to death that had um, you know, best places to hunt metal slimes. Which is something that I'll definitely end up looking up later. Yeah. And there's more than one metal slime too. Like there's multiple tiers of metal slime that get progressively more ridiculous. Just like there's multiple tiers of regular slimes that you'll start to meet Further, as we get further into the game, I assume, because that's how it always is. So, yeah, eventually you run away from this dragon, and you emerge out onto a cliff, but the knights catch up to you in the same time, so I guess they did survive somehow. I just don't know how they got there.
1: No, these are different knights, because when you get out of the, the... You get to a point where the dragon can't... Can't fit anymore. Yeah, you, like, squeeze through a crack he blows fire at you, and then you kind of run really, really, really fast, and then dive out of this thing to the sides, and then the guards are like, Hey, it's them!
0: Oh, that's right, yeah. And then they chase you onto the cliff. And it's the other, like, main general dude, the one who didn't, the one who was like, You can't approach the king! And they try to get you, and then Eric grabs your hand, and you basically do a leap of faith off the side of this giant cliff.
1: Well, he specifically says, I'm going to put my faith in you because that's what I've been told is that I trust you and everything will just work out. And so then he's like, let's let's because they quickly realize your only option is to to jump jump off the cliff. And so then you do that.
0: And after all of this, where we've been, if it was anything like me, been playing for like four hours at this point, you finally get the title screen
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's when they do the title, and that's when they run through the video again.
0: When you, when you jump off the edge, that's the, yeah, like you get the, welcome to Dragon Quest. And on that note, now that we've started Dra- Dragon Quest proper, that's going to be where we're going to wrap it up for this episode. As always, you can find us on Twitter, or via email, or via our Discord, and I'll make sure to include those links in the episode description.
1: I hate the pronunciation of good girl.